just a quick apology uh, that I didn't get a uh, episode out on Monday, um, as I usually do. Um, the Trudeau and Easter were just much more exhausting than I expected, so apologies there. But let us begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I beg your pardon of my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. It has been a few days since our Lord's death on the cross. So violently, so sadly did he die, being unjustly accused of a crime he did not commit. But yet he died for our sins, paid the price for our punishment. And now a few women come to visit the tomb where our Lord had been laid a stone cold gray place and they go to visit it as we too might go to visit the gravesite of someone we love someone we cared about how much more so for these women who had seen jesus open the eyes of the blind make the mute speak the deaf hear and the lame walk the lord who had forgiven their sins and the sins of so many had now been killed had now died how much more so for them must they have experienced a sadness and a loss and a grief that we cannot express or imagine ourselves at the death of one who had so loved them. But as they approach the tomb, they notice that something is off, something is different. The stone that had covered the entrance to the Lord's tomb has been ruled away and is now stands open. What thoughts might begin to run through their heads as you place yourself in their place? What has happened? Has his body been stolen? Has the strange words that he had spoken about rising on a third day come true? What does your heart speak to you? The women now run with eager expectation, concern, and fear to the entrance of the tomb. And they begin to weep, thinking that perhaps someone has come and stolen the body of our Lord, and a desire to prevent what he had spoken about rising from the dead from happening, and a desire to prevent the disciples from being able to claim that this Jesus had been raised from the dead. But as they get to the tomb and look inside, there are two angels who announce that indeed this Jesus Christ has been risen and that the women are now to go and tell his disciples, the Lord's disciples, that they will, if they go to Galilee, he will get, that the Lord will go there to meet them. What must these women have experienced? Perhaps a certain level of disbelief at what they were seeing, at what they were hearing. Someone rising from the dead. The only time they'd ever heard of such a thing was whenever the Lord himself had raised Lazarus from the dead. How could this be? And what does this mean? What does it mean for them now that the Lord has been raised from the dead? What does it mean for us now that the Lord has been raised from the dead? That the Father has raised him up? 
ponder within your heart what the meaning of this resurrection might be for yourself and then also for all of mankind. The women now sprint back to where the disciples were. And as they arrive with their breath still trying to catch itself from having run so far so quickly, they blurt out in spurts what they have seen and what they have experienced, that two angels had told them that Jesus had been raised from the dead. They see the look of disbelief upon the disciples' faces. They see at how unbelieving they are, and that Peter and John, both perhaps a little more trusting the women, but still not trusting the words that have, been just, that have just been spoken to them, instead get up and run out of the house, going back the way that the women had just come. How often do we experience this, even within ourselves? We finally have the courage to tell people that Jesus is our hope. We finally have the courage to stand up for the Lord, his teachings, the teachings of his church. And yet people do not believe. People do not trust in his word, do not trust in our testimony. How disheartening this can often be for us. But yet, so often, just as Peter and John, the very least, it perhaps makes people curious, makes them want to discover for themselves whether or not this Jesus who had been crucified has truly been risen and whether he actually wants to raise our souls from the dead death and sin, death and sorrow, death and pain that we so often each and every human being experiences, and ultimately the resurrection from the dead for each of us, the hope of eternal life that has reigned. Yet each of us must come to this on our own. We can testify to one another, we can witness to one another, but it is we who must choose to believe, we who are encouraged to believe, we who ultimately make the decision for the state and salvation of our souls. Trust in this. Ask the Lord to steal your hope. Ask him to increase your love. Ask him to strengthen your faith. And then with this, begin to make your resolutions for what you want to do to live differently, to live in the hope of the resurrection. And with this, and after a short time of prayer, prayerful pondering, we will conclude.
I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I beg your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.